Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, 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 y'all. We are back with another episode. This one is the Bravo episode. The ones that y'all <laughs> y'all really tune in for these. Um, no shade to the pop culture episodes, but y'all need to watch those too. Uh, we have Nalini from Real Housewives of Politics joining us today. And I'm so honored to have her on because we have been wanting you on for a while. We've been trying to set this up for a while. And now we finally got you. And also, it's the first day of Black History Month. So it just feels like the stars are aligned. Yes. Thanks for having me, y'all. I'm a huge fan and love all the content and the podcast. Y'all do got to listen to the pop culture episodes, too, because those also spit hot fire. (laughs) Thank you. Like Maybe if you say it, a woman of your stature (laughs) and like admirability, some people, some more people listen. Because I will say, y'all did run the numbers up once we started talking traders and all that Mm. stuff. But we shouldn't have to talk a Bravo episode for y'all to tune in. But that's for another day (laughs) we're here today for some very important things mainly to introduce you to our audience who most of them they already know you but you know for some of them who don't know we kind of just want to get down to like the nitty-gritty of how you became like the icon that you are today like you set up events you talked about on net major networks like you are here you are there you are everywhere not mm-hmm. afraid to mention it all and i mean like you're someone who as a black content creator or as a content creator in general and just a general citizen of the world, not like Dorit, like a real one. Just, <laughs> I just admire you. And I would like to know, like, how did you get where you're at? What advice do you have for us? And how did you even, like, how did we get the blessing of just, like, even catching your eye? Because you are a very busy woman. No, Well, I appreciate that. And I'm excited to be here. Um, but, yeah, so I... I mean, there's a lot of different ways I can tell my story, but I, I'll start with this. I actually started out as a child actress. Um, 
back when I was like five or six years old, I was going to auditions, going to, to, to movie theaters, going, being in movies and all of these things. And to be honest, like that set me on the path of where I am today, which is the intersection of culture and politics, right? Like I always cared about the world as a black woman. I'm Afro-Latino as well. I'm a child of my dad's from Belize. My mom's family is from Puerto Rico. So I kind of knew that like the world didn't really like immigrants or didn't really like black people or didn't really like queer people. I'm queer. My mom's a lesbian. She came out during the 90s. And so just like all of these things in my life made me always be like, I like culture. <laughs> I, I come from great cultures, the Caribbean. And also like I'm very socially aware of how, especially in the United States, that stuff was just not meant to, it wasn't set up to be for everyone. It wasn't set up to, it was really just set up for like white rich men. Um, and so just like all of my life, I've wanted to do work that's in the intersection, but I've always been either one side or the other, either really political, working on electoral campaigns, presidential campaigns, you name it, or really cultural where I have you know, I started a chorus called the Resistance Revival Chorus, and we performed with Kesha at the Grammys a few years ago when she did her song about kind of escaping Uncle Luke and, you know, all that stuff. So I've always had these two different worlds, and I was like, you know what? I got to bring these together, and um, my organization, I work for the Working Families Party. It's where I've worked for 15 years, so most of my adult life, I'm 36, and I, you know, a few years ago, honestly, during the pandemic, I got back into reality television. I kind of took a, I, I took a pause because I was like, they're not really talking about real issues. And I was one of those crunchy, you know, activists that didn't want to have any fun for a while. And, um, but I had COVID and I lost a couple family members and just seeing the community, especially on Bravo, watching y'all, watching Queens of Bravo, watching all these different accounts, have each other's backs and be there and talk about Bravo shows during the pandemic was an escape for me. It allowed me to have like a sense of hope and joy about of community that I haven't had before. And so to me, that was a moment where I was like, wow, this kind of like, this community really saved me. I was really depressed. Um, you know, I was in New York at the time. New York had people dying every week. Yeah. And then I was like, how can we, I don't want to ruin community and fun and kiki with just like, talking about all the things that are going on in the world. So we created Real Housewives of Politics, which is a content like a content page where we're using Housewives memes and Bravo memes to talk about real world politics. So we're not getting into their own things. Although, you know, when some of them, um, <laughs> Dorit, uh, like to be like, I don't see color or whatever, we'll mention it all. <laughs> um, but we don't like to really, we're not a, content account that's talking too much about the bravo chisme or the bravo you know gossip or the bravo you know what's happening we're really trying to explain political events and explain things that are happening in the culture that have to do with politics through memes that people understand and that are iconic like right. meeting that's people where they're at <laughs> and that's very yeah. important. We need to see stuff like that. And I think, you know, we have pages that are for fun, like, you know, where we gossip. I think we're not really a gossip page, but, you know, we engage no. in the humor yeah. and the fun side of it. But it's nice to see that you're doing something so important to where people can also understand it that watch Housewives because they click on it and now they're educated and they're also humor. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really important that, like, you know, like, 
like that pages and folks like Bravo while black, all these content creators who have been talking about where is, you know, black folks, Latinos, right? People have been really raising those issues. And I think that that created a space to talk about it. So like, thank y'all for creating those spaces to talk about race and dynamics on our favorite programs and, you know, networks, because that's important too, right? If we can't see ourselves reflected and I'm not trying to be like, look, I don't make that kind of money. I'm not going to be reflected in that way. Like, you know, but like we can see people who do have stories because that are like our own. So I, I, you know, I credit pages like y'all's that actually allowed us to be able to have the space to be like, look, yeah, we're going to talk about some real stuff in the world using these, you know, using iconic memes and using things that we all know in the culture. Right. I love that. And like, thank you for citing us as an inspiration because we always say that our sole purpose is honestly to, to entertain, but it would be remiss of us if we did not talk about some real world issues. And that's why it was just mm -hmm. so hard to uh, really just get out there, especially during the election time in 2020. It was just, and when you, when you kind of, we didn't blow up all at once, but when you get groups and groups of people following you from maybe one post or maybe one clip or one episode, sometimes you don't know who that is that is following you. And you have to remind them real quick when certain things happen that, baby, this meme this is funny, but black the account. You are black. <laughs> it's yes. just like when, when, when Beyonce dropped Lemonade and all of a sudden white people realized that she was black. It was like, yes. Yes, black the whole time, babe. Um, yeah. But, you know, yeah. this time, she just has to talk about it and, you know, really, yeah. like, you know, bring that to the forefront. And obviously, it's it's crazy that things are running full circle now because we started in 2020. We originally didn't really want to, or not that we didn't want to talk about politics or anything serious. It was more that that just wasn't the plan. We were just trying to get our minds off of COVID and just talk with each other. But then when, you know, the murder of George Floyd happened, it was like, oh, well, now that anyone is listening, if we have any kind of platform to mm -hmm. stand on, we got to stand 10 toes down and really tell us what's going on. And then now it's 2024, things are happening. It's an election year, you know, um, but you don't, we built the people that listen to and follow and, and support us. And even if we don't have the same, the same views overall, we do try to make sure that we have the same core values. And that's important, yep. you know, to have, because I, we, we realize that we just might not always agree on certain things and that's okay. And that's something that we've learned over time what we are really looking at is like how are these people treating one another and also yep. what is the network doing in order to you know diversify things because at the end of the day the network can put 20 black people on 20 different shows it matters how the people around them react and have mm -hmm. they gotten it right all the time no but what matters is that they're trying to see what happens and, you know, each yeah. and every, you know, year something different is announced, whether it's a new cast member or a new show, like, you know, Summer uh, House Martha's Vineyard. So 
Mm-hmm. It's I feel like it has been working, but the only downside of it is that every time something happens, we're expected to have like a press conference. And sometimes it's just like I'm not I'm not well, I am Kamala because y'all don't see me, but um, I'm not, you know, I'm not the speaker of the house, baby. Like, mm-hmm. of course, I have my we have our feelings and our opinions on it. But at the same time, not everything needs a post. Not everyone needs to be like reprimanded mm-hmm. or a lot of mm-hmm. the times our biggest thing is that people will comment but they don't watch our stories, but they don't listen to the podcast. They don't pay attention to Mm -hmm. so many other outlets where we address certain things. They just Mm -hmm. think that we're just an Instagram page and we'll just take to Instagram for it. I can put something on threads that will never see the light of day on Instagram, or I'll say something on the podcast that you'll never see on threads or Instagram or Twitter. You know, we have so many different outlets these days that it is frustrating. So my question is, is that you're very different in us in, in the sense that you make it entertaining and you make things relatable, which we do, but your sole purpose was politics. But do you ever feel a burden of like, man, this happened. So now I have to address it. Do you ever feel that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, we didn't know how to talk about the war that's going on in Israel-Palestine because so many people have feelings, and I don't... I, here's what I, we won't do. We will not... I and, and just personally, even me, like, I will not lead into anti-Semitism, and I also won't lead into dismissing Palestinians because their rights have been dismissed for a really long time. That's a really hard thing to do in a memeable... You know, like, I didn't really know... We didn't really know what to say... Yeah. And so we have it. Like, I know a lot of people have been like, oh, you haven't said stuff. And we uplifted something that Pete Davidson, you know, he did his cold open and SNL. And we were like, oh, this is great. Like, he sounds better than, and we were like, oh, this is a way that we can kind of, because we, we're also sassy. This is a place to be, like, sassy and not so serious about things, even if it, they are serious topics. And it's really hard to be, like, unserious about war. Like, it is a serious topic. People die. Um but yeah, there are times where, so there's times on that end, and there are a lot of times on also when people want us to comment on racial dynamics or dynamics that happen in Bravo, like the reality, the whole, oh God, the Bethany television, like I actually have worked with and, 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 and still collaborate with former reality stars on Love is Blind. My friend was a, my friend who came from movement was a star of 90 Day Fiance, Tanya, who a lot of people remember um, um, for a little bit, right? And she's been on The Single Life. And a lot of them were coming to me being like, we do need to unionize. But also, Bethany was not the right person to be rallying it. So I kind of was like, I don't want to touch Bethany. Like, I was like, you know, I was like, no. But I did want it. I do believe that reality television people need a union or more rights or some more standards across the board because it really is up to what production company is doing stuff. So it was like, so yeah, there are a lot of times where I'm just like, oh, or where we talk about it, you know, with like our volunteers, but also like some of the other content creators that post on it because it's not just me. Um, and we're just, and we, it's, yeah, there are a lot of times where stuff on Bravo we don't want to touch or like in the news in the world we don't want to touch. Like George Santos, I was like, this is getting old. I don't want to continue to platform this queen who is, you know, who has been harmful to our communities. Like, let him go. Like, the more that we platform him, the more cameo videos 
he's going to get, and he's going to get rich off of this. He's going to get rich off the fact that he scammed people in his constituencies, constituents in his district, which my parents, like my dad lives in, right? Like he's screwing over my dad as an elected official. I don't want to platform him, but so many people were talking about it. So it is like one of those, like, how do you, you know, I, we're not going to make a, a press conference after a while. And some things in politics, at the intersection of politics and culture, you just got to leave because those folks want to get careers. Like there's going to be a George, you know, a George Santos like scammer documentary. Am I going to watch it? Absolutely. Because I worked in New York most of my life in politics. And do I believe that like as pop culture enthusiasts, we have a role sometimes to not platform people or that it'll spin? Yeah. So yeah, it is, it's a hard, it's a hard line to, to figure out what to respond to and, and what not to, but it's also 2024. So a lot of our content moving forward is gonna be about the election, right? Because we wanna explain stuff in a way that cuts through some of the BS, in my opinion, that is out there and really just gets to like, look, these people are trying to harm you. These people are, will harm you sometimes, but not as bad. Cause that's the choices that we have these days, to be honest. So when you say we, you said that multiple people run the account, like tell me about some of the people that run the account and like how you came to be a collective that curates like this amazing account. Yeah. So yeah, so um um so my day job and and is at the Working Families Party and I found there's this amazing organization called Fandom Forward. Um, they were called, they were formerly known as the Harry Potter Alliance, but when J.K. Rowling went on her anti-trans stuff, they, you know, changed their name. And so they were... Good. Oh, Aaron drops out yeah. sometimes. He'll be back. It's just okay. Saturday night. No worries. <laughs> I was like, it's... Um, so, so, yeah, so... So the Fandom Forward is an organizing coalition that organizes fandoms. And so fandoms that we identify as like anything that any, any fans that are in, like in love with a piece of media or a boy band or a, right, or a TV series, it could be sports, right? Like, and fandoms are communities that are organized, right? We have just like the, the Bravo fandom, like we're organized in some ways, right? We have, there, there's content creators, some of us try to go to premieres if we can. We watch this, we watch that. Some There's debriefs, right? And so I learned kind of fandom, I've, I've been an organizer for a long time, but I learned through the Fandom Forward organization how to take my life as a fan because like I have an Ewok tattoo right here. I'm a Star Wars fan. I am a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. I like, you know, like I, you know, I just watched Percy Jackson and it was amazing. I was a big fan of those books. So I've been a fan all my life, but I've never figured out a way to also harness that in organizing because I, you don't want to be inauthentic. Um, but I'm like a nerd in those circles and I've been a fan of things. So I started, you know, I started the, the, the page and um, reached out to a, a friend of my, well, not, not a friend, my friends sister-in-law um her name's courtney perkins shout out to courtney um and she she runs the account not all gemini so people who like astrology like they she's got about six hundred thousand plus followers and is in the astrology girly kind of you know and so i always followed her didn't realize she was my friend, friend's sister and i was like do you want to work on this and collab with with us on creating memes so that we're educating folks 
and you know, and like, yes, like I'm going to be really transparent. We fundraise for this stuff because we're an organization and we've gotten resources to help stipend people as content creators. Um, and we've, you know, done things with, you know, um, while, while we've raised money to actually provide for other content creators in the, in the universe as well. Um, but our biggest thing is, is that we are so like, the first thing that comes first is like thinking about the fans and figuring out how we can exercise politics in that space. And the one moment that really, really meant, there was two moments that meant a lot to me. We had our like our launch party before my first BravoCon, which was 2022. And we launched it during the midterms and somebody brought their voter registration card with them. They had never registered to vote and they brought it with them to show us. And that really touched my heart, you know, cause that's, to me, that's like, that's what makes a difference, right? More and more people that we can, obviously you want to get to scale, but that kind of stuff, when somebody's like, I saw your page and I forgot that I need to register to vote for the midterms. Now that person's not going to, after all that, after coming to BravoCon with your voter registration card, you ain't going to forget to, to vote. And so that to me, that's the type of stuff. That's why we do what we do, right? That's is so like, dope. it's not necessarily, we're not going to change everybody's minds, but if we can get people active, we can get people a little bit more like in the know with their language. That to me, at the end of the day, that's what's worth it. That's literally perfect and such important work that you're doing. And I think that it's, it may be lost on an older generation. I'm not going to say Gen X because Gen X, I feel like they're the people who kind of originally like started fandoms before the internet, like they, but maybe the generation before that i feel like they don't realize like how much power fandoms have not like look at the swifties look at the beehive look at the barbs look at the harry potter fans the star wars fans and it's like they think that we just sit and just talk about the piece of content that we're named you know that's the namesake all day but really it's like no, like we're getting to know each other as human beings and we're able to influence each other in a different way. And it's just all mm-hmm. about how people communicate with each other. So that is so dope. And just content creating is something that, I mean, just imagine trying to explain a meme about Bravo Housewives to someone from like the 1800s. Like, I don't know. It's just so important. Like, it's so important. And I just think that that's so awesome. Like, your backstory and also what you're doing now. And that's just something that we always hope to do. If we can even just change one person's mind or bring bring value to one person's day or even just entertain one person for one hour exactly that's all we can hope to do and and that is an amazing thing that you're doing so you mentioned BravoCon. um i know that you throw these epic like talk of the town parties every BravoCon. i have not been able to go to one because usually yeah, with BravoCon, <laughs> yeah, usually with BravoCon I'm just, I just started traveling like a few years ago because before that I was just not able to travel. I didn't know I was able to travel. But um, like in New York, 
I was by myself, so I wasn't going to go anywhere, really. So then when we went to Vegas, I was with Aaron, but that was like Aaron's first time traveling. And it was also <laughs> my first time traveling all, all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. And then like when I got there, I genuinely did not think that I was going to be able to stay there because I, I think I freaked myself out because I'm very mm-hmm. open about I have sickle cell disease. So I, I was in like a mm-hmm. different environment. We had a long flight. I'm like, how am I going to get? through three days yeah, of like yeah. non-stop craziness and, I had and we both have anxiety yeah so on yeah. top of that we were just sitting in the airbnb like yeah we didn't even huh. go to the, the strip we had no freaking airbnb but like, no that's really real plan on because the top of the town is i don't know the people are saying that vegas is the place for BravoCon, and if that is true you know, we have some experience with Vegas now. We know what to do, what not to do. So we'll have more time to, like, debrief and party. And also, we'll never get a fucking Delta flight to go all the way to Michigan or wherever the fuck. We were in Detroit, right? We had to go all the way to Detroit yeah. and then fly from Detroit to Vegas. That was not it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But the only uh, nonstop flight to Vegas is Spirit, and we don't want to turn into Spirit, so we just have to figure out a different way to get there. But, but with that being said, I fully intend to come to your next soiree, and if you have one before BravoCon, let us know, um, and we'll try to make it once we start making money. But my question is, is like, how was BravoCon for you, BravoCon 2023, the, la- the latest one? Yeah. How was the party? And how did you like it compared to the actual event, to the BravoCon before? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's a great question. And also, I just want to thank y'all for being, like, really transparent. Like, I also have anxiety. And so that has to, that like, a high-level anxiety. And I also have long COVID. So I have been dealing with, like, my whole body, and I, I had just found out this BravoCon. I had just found out that basically, I had, so I, I had just started taking Ozempic, which was quite like I've been because I have insulin resistance. So I found mm-hmm. out I was insulin resistant. I found out all of these things. So I was kind of like already going in, being like, my body feels different because I'm on a diet, yeah. and just and now off. I'm taking Ozempic, and also all the things around Ozempic yeah. in our community is like you know like so yeah. I kind of was just like whoa like a little bit like er, 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 this year yeah um but yeah I mean and like Vegas I have like a love hate relationship with like I have to travel a lot for work um, I have done some a I love that Vegas is a, a great place but also there was like a union strike that could have happened. It didn't, they settled, which was great. <laughs> but like, I was this level of anxious cause we would have had to cancel everything. Like I, especially me as a public spokesperson for my organization, like I can't be seen crossing a picket line, you know? Um, so I was kind of like the whole time, the weeks before it was like, if there, I'm not, I can't cross the picket line. So I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But thankfully, like literally two days before, 
they settled because you know Bravo wouldn't have canceled. I mean, and I also was nervous about everybody because if 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 I mean, Vegas is the most union dense place in the entire country because most of the hotels and the convention center are unionized. So that would also be, become like I was also nervous about how that would have affected just every like thirty thousand people coming because I just get anxious. I have a lot of empathy for people I don't even know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and so I was like, I was literally like every day, like, like twitching and all that stuff. Thank God for Lexapro, which is my, which is what my doctor prescribes me. But um, yeah, so anyway, so so Vegas is 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 was wild and big and all of these things. But I mean, BravoCon this year, like, I actually didn't go for all three days. Um, I ended up cutting it a little bit short, um, mostly because I'm also trying to watch myself with like drinking all the time and being in an environment that and like Vegas is already that but also when you have a bar every 10 feet kind of how BravoCon did I was just kind of like all right third day I was like because I, I I just People know myself and my relationship like on yeah. the floor drunk you can ask Aaron we saw people like yeah I was like oh my gosh is it, it really was like Bourbon Street in New Orleans yeah it was it, yeah. so that was a little bit weird for me um that there was but I thought it was like inside the venue i thought it was way better organized than in new york the year before because new york the year before i was kind of like uh i just like i just stood in one area because i could not (laughs) deal especially since it was my first event like big event that was like post everybody being inside so i was like too many people here but i thought this year that, that the way that they laid it out was really amazing i thought the opportunities they had more opportunities to like they had that stage that they had programming on, but that you could sit at, which was cool. So you could see people. They had the big stage, which I thought was way better. Like, there's just the staging. And, like, I felt like it was more to think about different people's ability needs. Because last year, I was just like, if you didn't get in or if you didn't push somebody, like, you just weren't going to see anything. Like, I didn't see any panel last year because I really couldn't see them. And this year, I got to actually sit and see panels. Um, And so I felt really good about that, the flow and everything. and, but I, you know, I mean, it's interesting. It's like I, you know, the whole Vegas thing. And like, I, I thought our party was, was I thought. It, I mean, if I do say it so myself, great. But not only great, but it was like, it's really, it's kind of weird because Bravo should be throwing events for the content creators to get to meet each other, to get to, because like that's how Bravo, like that's what I just fundamentally believe that every fandom should thank their their um, content creators. And I do know that Bravo does out of a lot of different companies. Like they invite people to you know i was on watch what happens live two years ago which was great you know um there were there have been people who have been bartenders there are people who get to be invited to premieres you know i was invited because my friend is on you know my friend preston is on summer house martha's vineyard because he used to be you know active. so they are definitely open to that which i feel really thankful for but also at BravoCon, when you're bringing a bunch of people like maybe a content creators bar or something or like an area where content creators can and then maybe people can create content there. You know, I think that that, like if I were working for Bravo, that's what I would suggest. Cause it's like a way to give back to all these folks who do a lot of this labor and, and don't get paid, you know? Yeah, um, no, for yeah. sure. Like I thought it would be maybe a panel this year where they would maybe have a, a panel at BravoCon, if not like a separate event. Cause I understand not having a separate event because you have like the three watch what happens live. You have the after yeah. party, you have all those right. things, but I thought that they would have, you know, at least a panel, but you know, they did us good. They gave us VIP tickets and the VIP okay. lounge was, you know, 
an amazing Those chicken spotters. But I think that they do take feedback um, and put it into like their next event because the one before the last one was my first BravoCon. So that was 2022 BravoCon. Um, and, you know, it was hectic, but I, I loved it because I felt like it was a little bit more um, intimate. But I was yeah. general admission. I wasn't VIP and I still had a good time. But I also like was with my friend, you probably know Samaj, who's a content creator. So it was like a really fun time. But I noticed that like things that we complained about in the first one, they fixed with the second one. So maybe with, oh, yeah. you, you know, well, not the second one. That was technically like the third one. So maybe with the third one, they will fix and maybe yeah. create that space that you're talking about because that really, it, I mean, I feel like it seems like a natural thing to do. Like they don't right. need to be told to do it. So yeah. I don't really know what Like even if it's it, an but... area, right? It just has to be an area that content creators right. can go in. You can eat it and, and whether you're VIP or not. And so that content creators can meet each other. Because right. I think that's the thing is that we all end up in so many different places exactly. and it makes sense. But if there was like a content creator like place, so like be and a lounge. bunch of people yeah. would be going in. Yeah. And yeah, just a simple lounge. Be nice. Like yeah. Because like, a lot if, of us actually <laughs> ran into each other without even knowing. Because right, yeah. we're so used to seeing like our memes and then our logo and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. like after Bravo Con, that's when everybody reached out and they're like, Oh my that god, we've seen you, you over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that's why we like that's why I for like the second year came with like, we got these jerseys, which I should send y'all if you don't have them. We have like these Real Housewives of Politics jerseys that they say petty on the back. And I was, and the reason, like we just walked around and people were like, wait, is that you all? And we're like, yeah, cause just, just cause we were a walking billboard and it was really helpful. But yeah, it's like, sometimes you don't. And I remember that cause from the year before people, I would be like, oh, that was you. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I felt yeah. so bad because so many people were like, I said hi, but all you did was just like say hi or you gave like a stank face. I'm like, that's literally just my face one. But two, if I knew that was you, I would have like stopped. And then that's why we kept telling people every every day we'll post a picture of us, but to our stories and like this is what we look like today. Please stop us. And think, thank God some people did stop us because I feel like that yeah. was the best part of yeah. Bravo Con is other than doing Tom Sandoval, like I really enjoyed seeing like meeting these people and seeing their beautiful faces behind their screen names and even just getting to thank yeah. them because without them yeah. we wouldn't even be there yeah. so it, that's the, yeah. the best part um and I, think, I think the one thing that bravo needs to that they need bravo plus like the bravo labs they need to figure out that bravo palooza bazaar for because <laughs> when that gets to i i i think they did a little bit better. It, it was weird because like last year was, I feel like a little bit more intimate or like 2022 was a little bit more intimate at the bazaar because that's where I stood. Like that, I was like, oh, they're all the Bravo loves are going to come here. So I'm going to stand here. Then this year it was like either really mm -hmm. rigid or chaotic. And so there was this thing, like literally one of my, um, my friends and content creators, she almost got like hit in the face at like in line for Sheena because they all had to come. They had to buy it. Like if they bought the good as gold record yeah. and they would come and get Sheena to sign it and she always got hit in the head. And it's like, that's where it's like not worth it. It is not worth like, yeah. it is not, yeah. no, nope. everybody who's listening, it is not worth, it is the, I don't care who you are. Do not, 
deck somebody in the head unless they've touched you in a bad way in your self-defense. But I think that they need to figure that out because it leaves the like, these security people, they're like trying to be really like rough, rough on folks. And then they add, mm. it's just like, it's, it's, it's getting to the point where it's just like something bad is going to happen if we don't, if they don't figure out a better way to like choreograph that. And I know it's hard because you want the like the organic, like, oh my God, this person just walked here. Of course, don't yeah. lose that, but don't make it so that people, like people, oh, that, that, that's why, that was my anxious, like, she she texted me that. I was like, I was walking there and I was like, nope, I turned back around. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> So earlier you were telling us that you have a story about Vanderpump Rules and about Schwartz. Yeah, because this uh, yeah. is the Vanderpump Rules premiere episode, yes. you guys. We're going to get into it, of course, but we had to get the most important thing out of the way first before mm-hmm. we got into that. But we want to know the story before we get into anything. Like, is that your friend? Is that your homie? If not... No, no, no. no. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll tell it really quickly. Like, there's a bar, which I will not name, that is around... The, is, it's actually very close to Schwartz and Shandy's that a lot of my friends go to. And I was in L.A. for the summer supporting the uh, the writers and actors strike. I also got to go to like my other friend, like there was a couple of, of nights where like one night, um, my friend who I who was a guest on um, Watch What Happens Live while I was the, the bartender, she got us a table at Sir and it was see you next Tuesday. And it was like the see you next Tuesday right after the whole Vanderpump rules like last season ended. So it was, chaos in there <laughs> everybody was at, like the line was around the corner um and the tea is and i'm really sorry but sir's food is pump was amazing i went to one of the last nights of pump too because pump closed unfortunately this summer um that food was great it was so good um and people were literally slipping in like people were trying to steal menus people were throwing menus over the fence and having their person like catch it, yeah, because pump closed, so yeah. they wanted to take the things that said pump. Oh, like, people were stealing, me- yeah, but just straight up stealing it. Like I, I literally saw somebody throw it over the fence, and somebody caught it. I was like, wow, people choreographed all of these things. So I was a, it was a big fiasco because it was like right after the season finale, right after Scandal, and um, I was at this bar one day, and. Um, um, my friend who's a bartender there is friends with, with Tom Short and he came up to us and he was blonde hair at the time. I don't know from whenever he was platinum during oh, the summer. Schwartz. Yes. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but he was actually super nice. He bought me a bunch of shots. We talked a lot. We talked about di- being divorcees. Um, I talked about pushing 40. He was like, I am 40. And it was like, here's the thing that I like, which I kind of knew, but I just did it is it like Tom Schwartz seems like a genuinely like nice guy in terms of like when you meet him and if he's just like out in the world he's like genuinely nice he didn't seem like he was above anybody at the place he didn't seem like oh I'm too good I'm gonna be in this corner and like look a lot of them post Scandal were like yes their lives were ruined but also everybody wanted to spot somebody but he was like in a just like a bar where it's like a neighborhood bar where everybody knows your name. He was just chill, which I respect that from anybody who's on television. Like I just, I've seen too many people who have big heads, big egos, big things. All of that said, I do think he, oh, this sucks. But like, it's like 
bro. Like you do need therapy because I just don't understand how you treat women that you're intimate with. Let me just say that. Like, I just don't understand. We've seen it with like the relationship with Katie. You know, I saw it with like, I guess a person he was kind of, you know, they, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't tell us what their status was, but what, I was like, wait, all right. Wait, crazy Joe. No, 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 okay. no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't remember this person's name at all. Um, Cause I was also <laughs> a little bit lit. You know, we're, we're all doing shots and stuff. But he was actually, I mean, for somebody who like, especially for somebody who is at that level to just be able to be like, yeah, I'm going to talk to you. Yeah, I got divorced and divorce sucks. And it's like, he didn't even, he didn't like assume I knew he got divorced. He didn't assume I knew who she was. He didn't assume, you know, like, which honestly, after all of that, after that scandal and all that stuff, you would, you know, you would, you could, I wasn't expecting him to be like, oh, you probably know, but uh but that was not That's it at all. like Sandoval's uh, vibe, I feel, yeah. because I hear so many good yeah. stories. I'll be honest, as much as I hate Sandoval, but before this happened, I would always hear stories about how either they went to TomTom or even the, if, when, before TomTom was even a thing. Every time someone would go there, they would say how nice the Toms were to them. Like, they'll stop and they'll take as many pictures as you want. They'll even take pictures of you just so you have, like, that's how nice they are and personable they are. But Sandoval is the one who gives you the vibe that, like, he would have the big head after the whole blow-up thing. Mm -hmm. Schwartz, genuinely, I think it probably is from the Watch What Happens Live that he did that was a disaster that I'm like, that is a man who genuinely is just a man. Like, he's just kin. Like, there's no thoughts. There's just... You know, it's it's there's no thoughts. It's just a bunch of hair and clothes that he doesn't really know what to do with and moo-moos and just. But he needs that speech. <laughs> he needs that speech. Like at the end, like he needs the Margot Robbie, Barbie to Ken speech at the end. Like find out who you are. Like he needs that speech because like I actually like the thing is is like you know when you can just tell a dude is a bad dude, like yeah. Just like and I mean you could tell that with a lot, but men I feel like especially white men to be honest. I know I'm like, mm -mm, don't touch him or whatever, or like, don't even, but I'm, I, but I'm just like, it's like frustrating. I'm like, you are so nice. You are like a really nice person. And like, it sucks. And again, some people act a different way in front of cameras. I don't necessarily, I don't, I, I kind of saw the same thing. It's more of just like, I think that like he, I think that there are certain men that the patriarchy hurt <laughs> growing up and they just don't know how to treat and interact with women a lot of times that they want to be intimate with. Yeah. That is mm -hmm. fair. That is fair. And that's, I always um, like to hear about people's encounters with Bravo celebrities, like in real life, because, you know, we've met a few in real life and they are either exactly as they are on TV or they're like 10 times nicer. Mm -hmm. I haven't really had maybe like one person, maybe one. And they're not even, they were just a Bravo celebrity adjacent who wasn't really like, nice so yeah that's that's cool that like it, it falls in line with what i've heard about the times in general so let's get into yeah. it y'all the vanderpump rules season 11 premiere premiered on monday and they started mm -hmm. with a new intro that's the number one thing that obviously like aaron you iconically talk about how when they spill their drinks the messier the season yeah how did you feel about this intro yes. and how do you feel about this season honestly um i i like the intro but i don't like it as much as last season 
I'll be honest. Because this one, it seems less Vanderpump rules and more like we're about to see the inside of their house. Like, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't give me what last season gave me. And the premiere. Pre Scandal or post Scandal? Because remember, we have like very high expert, and I think that's what everyone's yeah. problem is because I've been seeing a lot of chatter about how it was boring. I'm like, you guys got to understand this is only three months after Scandal happened. This is what I was saying, though. So, this is what we said literally the last few days mm-hmm. of Scandal, like mm-hmm. with the last season after we seen the reunion. I'm like, it's going to get to the point where we're tired of talking about it because we talked about it so much last season. And now we're seeing mm-hmm. it resurface. Mm-hmm. And everybody said all, all they had to say about it. So it's like, we want to put a bow on it and wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So give me and then a we're looking rating at... out of 10, and I want you to, to after Aaron, because I, I want to know y'all's opinions, like, just like a rating. Uh, for this one, I will say 7. Yeah, that's like what I was thinking 6.57, like for <laughs> for for this episode as well. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm thinking that. Um I also just, I just want to see them also. I, I, but the reason why for seven for me is that I, I think finally they were a little bit more adults. Like I felt like, right. Like, like forget Scandal for a moment. Like it was kind of like they were all surrounding these places as if they really went there all the time and not just for the show. And I feel like they were a little bit more real. Like, you know, like when they show, like when they show Ariana, she, you know, she's dancing at the end and it's like, people are videotaping her. Like that's real life now, right? Like that is people. So Mm -hmm. I just, that's real life for them now. And I would, I want to see that more (laughs) rather than this, like, um, and I also want to see something about her finally open. Um, But I, (laughs) but I, you know, I want to see their, their real lives Um, or they have to like, yeah, they have to remix it or something like that. Yeah. We got Lala with bangs too. So this is serious. Like, (laughs) This is as serious as it's ever been. Because Lisa Barlow got bangs. I know yeah. she got bangs. And I like them. A lot of people are like, I don't like them, but I think it shows progression to me. I think it's it like this like is season five. Season five. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, I, I kind of like them. I like. They actually yeah. look good on her. There's some people who bangs do not work with, but they actually look. I mean, both of them, Lala and. I thought I was like, well done. And I think Lala mm-hmm. to me, it's giving, it's giving, I made a lot of money, send it to Daryl. Right. I am, you know, I am making new moves right. for my life and I like that for her. <laughs> mother, yeah, and a businesswoman. Um, so. Oh, and what would you write it, Kaya? Why would you ask yeah. me that? I was trying to go to the next question. I was trying to be slick. Um, <coughs> you know, it was a seven. It was okay. seven, it was a seven. It, I, I, like you said, like it was a little more grown and sexy, right? And I appreciate one, the new intro. I also appreciate that there, no one, this is for the first time in Vanderpump Rules history, that no one is working at the restaurant because all that before was Raquel was working there, Charlie was working there, you know, the season before that, it was like Ariana was working there. I'm like, y'all don't work there. Like, if I walked up there, y'all would not be working there at all. Like, it's been that way since that, what, like season three or four I've been hearing. So I'm just like, okay, this is the real, real, like, 
this is Vanderpump rules, but you don't have to, this is like our lives right now. And I think that people need to be a little bit patient with uh, the show because again, you know, they're going to bring up Scandal because for us, it's old. For them, it's still new. When Ariana said that it was three months ago that Scandal happened, it's like, hmm, how would I feel if my ex publicly cheated on me three months ago with one of my best friends? I'm going to still be scorched earth on him. So I don't, yeah. the whole get over it thing and it's the best thing that ever happened to her thing. It's just like, it pissed me off, but the good thing about it is that Sandoval's well and Schwartz dumbass went on Nick Vile's podcast, gave the worst interview you could possibly give as someone who is of allegedly a changed person, but he couldn't even name how he was changed. It was insane to even see those clips. Um, but yeah, like it just gave if anything, Ariana's it, she just got off of Broadway, so you know she's doing great. But we're talking about then and there. None of that stuff happened. She, I think she was uh, what at the beginning of getting like brand deals and things like that. Everyone had their competing yeah. podcasts, you know, coming off the high of that, especially shenanigans. Uh, Sandoval said, "Fuck them kids," and blocked Summer Moon and Sheena and Sheena's sister and shenanigans and. I don't know, like anything to do. He, with he it. ate that one little thing, and I, I found yeah, that I funny. Will say he kind of ate that. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> is that when you block someone, it'll say block this person or block this person in all their profiles. So if Summer Moon's profile is connected to Sheena's, then yeah, you know it automatically yeah. did it. But in my head, he went to Summer Moon's profile first. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's so petty, but it's so it's hilarious. Like, it's like, it's just hilarious. It's just good content. Because she's going to look I'm here sorry. if I don't, <laughs> if I blocked her on the other one. <laughs> it's just like, it's insane. So, like, obviously, we got the, the screener, and I told you guys that I wasn't going to tell you too much, but I did tell you guys that people start flipping like pancakes. And it's not who you expect because I would have expected, and if he texted back, it would have been Sheena. But I think the real thing to talk about here is that Lala decided to reach out to <laughs> Raquel. Yeah. And you have you and I have very different opinions, Aaron. But I would like to know our guests' opinions before we put forth our opinions in case. Yes. Do so you want to yes. know my like real weird opinion? I mean, okay, so if my real keep it a buck. 100 opinion is that somebody had to take the hill because basically like they couldn't have just not completely ignored I think it all and I think somebody had to take the hill and Lala was kind of like it's just gonna be me because she just doesn't give like that's just her brand she don't give a f like she'll just like if she's just like you know what gotta take the hill gotta take the hill but I feel like it was an opening for because at that point I don't think they knew if Raquel was coming back production no. like there were remember there was yeah. still like they were still filming and i remember being in LA, people like about. who knows so i feel like they needed just an open door because it couldn't just be like ta-da randomly and it had to be an open door because and it also had to, she had to feel like it was an open door so i feel like it was a little bit of like like i don't think it was lala being like yeah i'm gonna although i do think her explaining her story and her and i do i do think because i saw it in the reunion i saw it through all of this stuff is that it, and it obviously triggered all the stuff that she had with her her ex-husband. Clearly, like, it's triggered a bunch of stuff for her. So I do think that there's a lot of ways where 
I think that a lot of the anger she had about Raquel, even though they weren't really friends and they weren't really like, I was always like, where is that anger coming from? I was like, oh, because you know what it feels like to become like the home wrecker and all of these, or not home wrecker, but you know what it feels like to be in that position. And you're probably like, I didn't mean to do it. So you're going to go yell, 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 and yell. So I don't, my like unpopular opinion is, is that it was a kind of a production setup and somebody had to take the hill and like Katie wasn't going to do it. Doesn't look good for her brand with Ariana. Mm -hmm. Sheeta definitely wasn't going to, that's the only thing I have to say. I'm so sorry. This is not that, but everybody on the internet being like, I can't believe Sheeta is making this all about her. I have to remind folks that Sheeta was the one who went to court. And I am sorry as somebody who is in the criminal justice system and fights the criminal justice system. Like it's no joke to get taken to court, no matter what, like that is a mind thing. So yes, there's a lot of stuff that she goes too, too far about, but she did get taken to court. So of course she ain't texted that lady and she had a restraining order. So like who else is left? Allie? Absolutely not. The old girl, like there's really, there was really, it was like, there's only one person mm. besides Lisa Vanderpump, but she's not getting in that. That yeah, because she's like, this is what I pay for you for. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh so well, what are your thoughts? Sorry, that's my opinion. Sorry, I went on for a little no, bit. No, that's what I asked. Like, I wanted to genuinely know before we even spoke. I'm like, okay, let's get an unbiased, like, opinion. Um, I personally am a Lala Kent fan. Love her. But that was fake as fuck. I don't see why she did that. It didn't make no sense to do that. Um, she would hate it if someone else did that. She showed her whole ass last season when uh, Schwartz was trying to hang out with Randall. And I don't think that anyone should hang out with Randall. So please don't misconstrue my words. But I feel like it wasn't even shenanigans that I was tuning into when I wanted the tea on what was going on or how people felt. I tune into Lala's podcast, not just because I'm a mm. fan of Lala, but also because the bitch tells it like it is. So mm. I tuned into her podcast. You know, I was into the whole Senate to Daryl thing. I saw that out of everyone there who capitalized on it the most outside of Ariana and I guess Tom, because he did do two shows and the other time was Lala. Lala bought herself a motherfucking house because she was in an apartment That's before it. So for you to go from an apartment to a house because you got all these merch sales, you got the podcast deals, you got the podcast downloads, you got all this shit from Ariana's pain and then you were the number one like yapper at the reunion calling that girl everything under the sun for you to be like well, I know what it feels like to be the home record that didn't mean to like it's not the same thing, sweetie. Because if it was done to you, you would literally be going off. And then that is on, top, on top of that, it was just it just didn't make her her reason didn't make any sense. I just know for a fact that it was her doing it out of storyline and not out of genuine, I know what this feels like. Because she has hated Rachel before this. She's the one who coined the term Bambi-eyed bitch. She never liked her. Ever. Like, ever. So for her to just all of a sudden go back and be like, oh, I know what it feels like. You know, I feel bad. And she's so, she's going to be isolated. And I just wanted to tell. No. And then it's also the way that she did it. Okay, let's just say for storyline's sake, for production's sake, it was told, Lala, you're going to be the first point of contact. 
it would make sense for her to go to Ariana beforehand and say, not even to ask for permission, because I think it's just like not her style to ask for permission is more to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. But since you literally use this to your advantage so much so that you've gotten a house and you moved in your mama and your brother and your cousin and everybody, your whole village to raise your baby, which you should. And I'm very happy for you about that. You should have went to your girl first and said, mm. I'm going to reach out to Rachel because I, X, Y, and Z. Not yeah. go outside behind Tom Tom, send her a, a voice note, and then say, you know, at dinner, um, no, bitch. Like, I would have cursed her out. I, I do not understand. I don't. I don't. Don't think it's cute. Don't think it was necessary. Don't think you're telling the truth. Thought it was stupid. I thought, I, and the thing is, is that you're right. They didn't know if Ra- Raquel was, co- oh, Rachel was coming back or not. They were anticipating for her to come back. Um, but Lala wanted to be the first one to have that first conversation, to have that first everything. It was more about storyline more than genuine feelings. But I can also understand it because her and Ariana have had this hot and cold relationship. So... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's both sides to it, but when I look at it, that is, I would have been like, all right, you chose your side. Bye, bitch. And I love Lala, so that's hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. And I know Aaron feels it, because I, I was, Aaron threaded it. <laughs> I threaded it, y'all. And I saw I did. What did you see? I saw something. Go ahead and tell the people. I didn't say anything that bad. I said I didn't say anything that bad though. Yes, I feel like I'm just saying, like, oh, you like you say, you know, this is more so for a storyline. You can tell. Yeah. Lala did this. She has to make it happen because anyway, it's not making sense. It's like at some point, Ariana has to understand that this is a show. This isn't her show. If she wants a spinoff, she can get a spinoff about her but it's and, and then on top of that it's like i could understand if she's like doing her own things ma'am you're at tom tom mm-hmm. the pictures are still up mm-hmm. you're still living with him it's like so stop trying to make it seem like every time the camera is in front of you like oh i can't stand this man i can't be around him you're in you're trying it's like but you're you but yet you're at tom tom but yet you're still in the house and i understand what she means it's like Oh well, we gotta sell that house. Like you make enough money. If you don't want to stay there, you don't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like if she wants to be out of that house, she could literally get her an Airbnb, or whatever the case may be, or the and figure it out. Looking to, and she has plenty of family members and friends that would support her during that time. But it seems like it's not that urgent for you. So it's like, why is it that you're looking for everyone around you to like? feel the same way and jump on this bandwagon and support the bullshit. Because it's like, it's only so much bullshit that we can support. Well, I think it's because Rachel is not with the group and Tom is also not with the yeah. group. So what are you guys missing? Yeah. I mean, I, but I think it's like, if we're not going to chase after Rachel, what are we going to do? We have Because it's like, on. she's, I mean, are we going to be on set with you and who is she and Megan Good in the Lifetime movie? Which I would like to see pictures of if anyone knows anything about that. Because we're not, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not there yet. It's, it's like so. Jonathan Majors. 
you gotta go with the flow of things and right now they're like okay well it's not shit well girl you're not really talking about shit so let's call this girl up and that's what lala is doing she's like i'm gonna keep i have to pay my mortgage like we can't stop here she capitalized off it and she's like we can't stop here we gotta keep going you make so now we have to keep doing things to row the boat yeah because if not the show has to go on if Lala did not reach out to Rachel, honestly, that would have been rated a four. Hmm. That's real. Not much happens in the episode. Because <laughs> it's like, what else are we going to do? You know, I love Lisa Vanderpump, but we didn't get Ken Todd like that. So Far enough. Bring, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Don't play with Ken. Yeah. We, need enough, we need more people, too. Like, where's Peter? They never. They never want to show Peter. Peter. Like, come on. And I think they they have, like like you said, it's more like a a grown adult tone now. And it's like they've removed themselves from the bar slash restaurant. Which was a setting of of the mess. The drama. So much so where it's like, what else do we have have right now? So it's like we have to pull things out. It's only so much that Lala can talk about her marriage and co-parenting and all of that while well, her divorce now and but then even with ariana I, i'm sorry to interrupt you but you, i mm-hmm. just remember 80, 80. um the freaking point that i'm also trying to make is that lala girl we want to know what was the real tea between you and randall what is really going on right. who are you dating because i know that you have to be dating someone and and what's going on in your personal life that is your tea? Because you mm-hmm. got lucky. Every well, a lot of people got lucky. I would say a lot okay. of people got lucky. <laughs> Almost everybody on that show, except for Katie, who was just living her life. Well, Katie was just set up. Okay, let's this. go through the through the different storylines. Katie and Tom Schwartz, they had their divorce, which was kind of a shock. And that so was a storyline. I'm very much interested in seeing. Yes. Um, you know, Sandoval and Ariana, they really didn't have shit going on. <laughs> so they made shit going on for them. Lala didn't have shit going on. Sheena is always, Sheena, Sheena is not as much as I love her music and everything, but she's not really a real friend to anybody, in my opinion, because sometimes you just have to pick a side. She didn't really have much going on, except, you know, she got married, but we forgot about that. They went all the way to Mexico. We forgot about that. She was trying to get her a bag. <laughs> and that's why she's like, as a matter of fact, after this, watch my commercial. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, Lala... But Sheena was, the, not- was the pot stirrer, though, yeah. last season. Like, yeah. when it came to the Raquel thing, like, she at least had her, like, not to say that she was good or bad in that, but she at least knew... No, I gotta say, if I'm not gonna... If I, I mean, it was bad. If I'm not going to be the center, she was like, let me just stir it. So she was yeah. the, you know, she was the pot stirrer. So she did what? something. That's a great, that's a great point. She was the pot stirrer and she yeah. had her wedding and, you know, that was a beautiful moment. She has her house husband. Um, but Lala didn't have shit going on. So I'm like, okay, girl, you got lucky. And now you're trying to get lucky again and set up this storyline to make yourself the opening for Raquel to come back so you can get more camera time but you're not telling us what's going on in your life like what's going on in <laughs> Lala's she life? doesn't want to talk about that right now exactly I do think it's going to come out I mean, she, so does. I think... she does she just got a deal with Hulu 
to yeah. talk about it. Like, let's just be real. She went to a rival network. NBC Universal is owned by Comcast, ABC Disney, and she went to Hulu to tell her story. So somebody didn't want to be it to be told because it was told. She sat down for it an interview. Told. There was a whole yeah, it was told, but you have to like be in that kind of world, like within mm-hmm. the group. Like, how are you? What are you bringing to Vanderpump? Rules, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, so it's well, just like, what's what's the tea with you? Because I feel like yeah. you're hiding something, and I respect it. But and I, I think she respect- knows the tables are turning too. Like at first, everybody just with her because their team like get Rachel and send the ball off the show. But now that things have like kind of calmed down, like, they can be like, show, "Oh, what are we going to talk about?" I remember you at the reunion, and and then they're going to bring up because they're already bringing up clips from like season one, season two. I remember when you did this and that. So she's trying to like beat them to the point, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know what? Actually, I do kind of sympathize with her because I once did this and that." Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I was saying at the reunion too. I'm like. Lala can only go so hard. Yeah, like, girl, come on. <laughs> she can only go and so hard. She can only you. do so much. We tried to tell you. And, you know, they're they're saying the same thing with Ariana. I don't think Ariana was as bad as Lala. No. But I do think that it's like, girl, come down. A that was bit. a whole husband with two kids and the like, girl used to be on Instagram. The girl on you, Candace from you, used to yeah. be on Instagram dragging the hell out of Lala. And Lala used to be dragging <laughs> her back. So right, so so it was a it was a bit more intense, but like now with Ariana, they're like, okay, girl, like we gotta see something else because you can't keep complaining and nagging and doing all of this. And I think and you're that still she in the also house. hinted it's very much like a Mark and Kenya situation where he doesn't want the baby to be shown on Vanderpump Rules, and I'm not saying that her baby would be her storyline, but that's very annoying that you can't film, you yeah. know, with your own child. So that takes one element out of it. She doesn't really want to tell us what's really going on with Randall or she can't legally tell us what's going on with Randall. So she has to kind of... But I'm like, this is not what I want to see. What I wanted to see was Katie, Lala, Ariana, all single, all going, zipping and zooing it, and like, just having a good, like, girls night out like Hannah Montana, and this is not what we got. It's something... And Ariana's already in a relationship. Ariana is... Which to me... I'm sorry, like, and whatever. Be, what do you feel about I that? I mean, whatever. Like, like, some people say that she moved on way too fast, but I mean, I I would agree, but they're still together right now. But what, what do you feel about that? I'm not, here's my thing, is like, I can't tell, like, I, I used to be the, like, judge everybody who moves fast, but honestly, my recent relationship, like, I'm literally living with him right now, and we met in, like, August, so I'm not, like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, I'm like, you know, like, I'm not, so... However, what I will say, what I will say, though, and also, like, it gives me more kind of, like, actually, if you are going to jump into something, yeah, be long distance. I mean, like, that's the whole thing is, like, I moved in with him for the winter because I live in Philly, and I would like to be in Florida for the winter. However, I'm going back to Philly. So it's, like, because they live on two different coasts, that seems, right? Like, they're in a relationship, but also they're getting to know each other, and there's time, right? There's space. I don't really, like, I can't judge, I think that people do relationships all differently, so, like, what each their own. I just wish she just had, I just know that, like, if you're in a relationship for a long time, to just get into another one, like, just take some space. Like, that was the best thing I ever did after I got divorced, was just, like, I took some space, I I hold it up. I didn't hold it up at all, right? Like, I had all different types of things, and I was able to explore, and I just want her to be able to explore, and if she feels like she still can, 
because also people have different relationship standards and maybe they have an open relationship or, you know, and I'm not talking about Tom Sandoval open. I'm talking about like, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is. If she got room to do whatever she wants, how she wants, that's all I care about. That's what she deserves. Uh, but I do think it's like, I was sad because I wanted to see them all go out and like mess around exactly. and just be silly together. And now we're going to have Katie doing it. And I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. There's this thing where as a queer person, there's like this queerness that's happening in Bravo that I love, but it also feels very weird. It feels very forced. Like these folks are like, oh, I'm just going to do it because it's the cool thing now. Like I like, you know, I like women and stuff. And I just, I don't know, again, to each their own, but it feels a little bit like, I mean, I kind of always got a got a queer vibe from Katie because I have a Yeah, good... because when, when it came out, people were like, this makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah, well, I think that the internet said it made complete sense because a lot of people have said in the past that she looks like a man, and I think that that's fucked up. I think oh, that the internet, you. like, like, because of her masculine feature, like, because mm. of the per- perceived, like, when somebody's that tall, taller than their their man, like, all of these things, like, I do actually think that that, why, but to me, she's always just giving me that vibe just because, um, like, I always thought she wanted to kiss Stassi, like, for many years, I'm just like, just kiss Stassi already, but yeah, I, anyway, I, yeah, I think I, I'm excited to see Katie, um, you know, be out and about and not be so serious because she deserves that time. I wish I could see Ariana too, and hopefully we'll get to see Lala, but it doesn't look like it. You know what? That was real as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Everything you said, that was really real. And I can <laughs> genuinely appreciate that. Like, wow. Yeah. And I also want to say, I agree with, with what you said about Katie. I think she just gives me like, you know the Breakfast Club movie. She just gives me that energy, like yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I just I could see it. You know, it's the it's the short hair too. I'm just like you're in your Isn't era. Is it the eyebrows? Like Brandy Grandison. <laughs> you know, she's always been an eyebrows girl. She has the not best not necessarily the eyebrows. the eyebrows with Katie. Like Katie does have nice eyebrows, but I think she it's does. in like the shortcut. I think yeah, this I think is her like couple, shortcut. I think also the. The, the 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 she's playing with gender fluid gender stuff in terms of her mm-hmm. outfits How where she was like very if you look back in the day remember she had that orange hair Ooh. oh god like that orange like that orange like because she was just trying to dye it lighter because that was the vibe of california girls and what she thought was la and all that stuff so like her playing with gender playing with different like and a lot of people have commented on oh you look terrible and i i, I actually really appreciated her being like i don't care i like it Good for you, Katie. Good for. She's in her top. She's a top. Yeah, she's definitely a top. She's definitely a top. I don't. Sometimes I like her outfit. Sometimes I don't. But I don't care. She looks good because she feels confident, and I know that just from the vibe. I know that she's liking herself. So I'm like, right. Go ahead, girl. I'm just glad that people are like giving Katie a chance because I've always been a Katie girl because it's just so easy to not like Katie because Schwartz is such a Labrador energy dude that everyone would be like, oh, I fucking hate Katie. She's such a bitch to him. Because that was me. Like, two years ago, I was like, oh, my gosh, get her off the TV. And now I'm like, I really like Katie. Yeah. It's been a great... I've got up and down. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But she's been... I think that she's always been herself. I'll say that. Like, I think a lot of people have gone in and out of fitness or in and out of... But she's always been like, this is my life. This is... Like, I don't feel like there is a secret. I think out of all of them... Especially once Dotsie left, like, she found herself. 
and 100%. she was able to, you know, stand. It was when she left Schwartz because it's like everybody just hated her in Schwartz, and that's what we didn't realize. It's like, what is it? Why do I not like this girl? I just don't like her and Schwartz together, and I actually like Schwartz a little bit more too. Oh, now that they have grown apart. Oh, I will take Schwartz, and like I said, I'm, I said that on the tweet. Schwartz is like, you know what? I might not be shit, but I'm not Tom Sandoval, and that 100%. I can respect. Yeah. That I can respect. It's and like, who honestly, else am I going to... Out of all the guys that that show has had, I mean, come on, Jax. Like, I just, like, out of all the guys oh, the like, that the show so has low. had, the bar, the bar is so low. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that Shorts, like, that's the thing that I've always respected about Katie and Shorts. I think that they were 100% themselves. They were just terrible with each other. And so they, that's going to show off into readers. But I don't think, like, I don't think that there's any secrets of their lives that we don't actually yeah. know. Like I like there are a lot of questions I have about Lala's past. Mm-hmm. Lots of questions. Like there are a lot of questions I have about Ariana. There are a lot of questions. I mean I think more so not now after Scandal, but yeah, I think I would I would still I think out of all those guys, to be honest, I probably still take Schwartz. Like out of all the like run it back to from the beginning, like I would still take Schwartz. And that's sad. And that's, that's kind of like what the state of the world is right now. It's like picking the lesser of two evils, you know? It's yes. easy. I would say Peter, but... Oh, yeah. But, well, they don't put Peter as a main. That's why he's not in the running. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I still pull the Peter card. I'm just like, Peter is the safest <laughs> bet. Shout out to Peter, man. Come back on the Shout pod, out to Peter. Peter. Love him. Give us a <laughs> Well, it was such a pleasure like, finally talking to you, getting to know you. We have to have you back, of course. Yes. Schedule. Like we we were able to finally like do this in the new year on black the first day of Black History Month. Like it's just it just all fell into place. So, and I think that yeah. that's what happens with these things. But before we say goodbye, please tell us what is there anything you're working on? Is there anything that people need to support? Like, let us know what's going on. Yeah, I will uh, just shout out. Um, if you are following Real Housewives of Politics, you should also follow the Working Families Party, which helps supports us and is an organization that's going to be talking about ways to volunteer this year. It's an election year. Elections start as soon as in a few weeks. Like the first election primaries that are like consequential in our country, California, you got a big one for Senate. You could you could you could pick Barbara Lee. We love her, uh, but yeah. So check out the Working Families Party if you want to get involved in elect elections. And if you're at South by Southwest on March 11th and March 12th on Monday and Tuesday, we are having a politics house. We're gonna have culture. We're gonna have podcasts. We're gonna live podcasts. We're gonna have a film screening. So follow uh, Working Families, and we're about to announce the full lineup in a couple weeks. But if you're at South by Southwest, stop by. Our house is free. You just gotta sign up on our event break. Yes. That's perfect. Make sure y'all go do that. Go check it out. Go do that and go follow the pages. We'll make sure to list them too in the description. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think most guys. of our followers follow you anyway because it's like a natural like... <laughs> um, but if you don't, you need to. And thank you guys for tuning in and thank you for come in to chat with us, especially for so long. And thank you, Erin, for dropping out when I'm doing the <laughs> outro. But uh, <laughs> I'm just going to end the show with that, I'm actually. This is a chaos show. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Y'all follow everyone uh, below and sign up for our Patreon. We love you so much and we'll be back for the pop culture episode. Bye!
I wonder if he's going to be pissed that I ended the show without him. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I ended the show. A Huda Media Production.